plan, I'm feeling low, I'm feeling blue, I got the low down. To the river, chop the flowers in the river, watch the flowers float away. I'm Lauren Letellier. I'm Chris Atkins. We're volunteers at the Rojan Library. And this is WGXC, Acre, Hudson, and Catskill. Wednesday, April 13th, tune in to all sorts of creative community voices on 90.7 FM, including at 11 a.m. It's time for Maria Manhattan's Hudson Cafe with a spring show for the warm weather. At 7 p.m., we're live with a simulcast from WBAI in Brooklyn with the 2600 Hacker Quarterly crew and their technology show Off the Hook. Then at 8 p.m., we have two brand new radio shows for you. First is from Evan McCormick. His show is called Music in Time, and it's traveling back to the 1980 presidential election, tuning in Neil Young's Hawks and Doves and other sounds of the moment. Then at 10 p.m., it's time for Max Gottlieb's Love is No Stone on the Moon, which he says, quote, sonically moves from the intimate to the distant, from the global to the unique, and from the personal to the collective over the span of two hours. After midnight, we're live from Ulster County with Peter Aaron and his Go Go Kitty show, simulcast from Radio Kingston, and also on the air till 2 a.m. WGXC 90.7 FM. Wave Farm programs are made possible in part by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the New York State Legislature, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, the Greene County Legislature through the County Initiative Program, administered in Greene County by CREATE, the Alexander and Marjorie Hover Foundation, the T. Backer Fund, the Joseph Family Charitable Trust, and hundreds of other generous individual donors, including WGXE's sustaining supporters, who provide critical monthly support to Wave Farms radio station WGXE 90.7 FM. Thank you. WGXE is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Tunstall Studio Publishing of Craryville, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. You are listening to Transmission Arts Programming, WGXC, 90.7 FM. Grabbable, handleable, listener-supported radio for Green and Columbia counties. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda, a twice-monthly show where Jenny and myself, Amanda, talk about movies, and um, we pick a theme every episode, and tonight's theme is very fun and weird, and uh, I kind of biffed it, and I didn't watch a lot of movies for it, <laughs> but anyways, here we are every second and fourth Tuesday at 7 p.m. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Amanda. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just a really nice day outside. It's really beautiful out there. It's real, real nice. Finally, we've trudged through a horrible winter and we are maybe on the other side, but I don't want to be struck down from my hubris. So I'm going to keep it humble um, (laughs) and say that hopefully 
where I'm just going to soak in this day and hope that I get more. <laughs> That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Exactly. Before we get into anything else tonight, we're going to tell you a little bit about um, local show times. And I'm going to start at the top of the mountain and work my way down. I'm going to tell you what's playing at the Wyndham Movie Theater in Wyndham, New York. Right now, we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Didn't think the first one was successful enough to warrant a second one, but here we go. We have Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We have The Lost City, and we have Morbius. And these are the showtimes for Monday through Saturday. And you can check out the showtimes and more about the theater at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M Theater.com. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's playing at the Crandall Theater in Chatham. It's, as always, many things. So here's just a taste. We have a film called Easter in Art, topical. Uh, a special showing of Almost Famous, another very special showing of Steel Magnolias, uh, Death on the Nile, they still have playing there for some reason, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a movie called Mothering Sunday, another movie called The Outfit, uh, something called Don Bass, and later at the end of the month, they're getting everything everywhere all at once. So that is just a taste. If you would like to know some specific showtimes and any of their other very special one-off showings, uh, you can find out more about that at crandalltheater.org. Lovely. I'm going to tell you folks a little bit about what's playing at Upstate Films. There are two locations. I'm going to tell you about both, but starting with the location in Saugerties, that's the Orpheum Theater. Uh, This week, we have Monarchs by Danielle Freimer, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore, You Won't Be Alone, Whale Rider, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, The Godfather, and The Lost City. And then at the Star Cinema, that's the Upstate Films location in Rhinebeck, we have Everything Everywhere All at Once, Paris, the 13th District. Strawberry Mansion, Ruth Stone's Vast Library of the Female Mind, The Worst Person in the World, Memory of the Land, or sorry, Memory of the Earth, Land, Dispossession, Violence, and War in Columbia, and You Won't Be Alone. And that is, again, the two locations of Upstate Films, and you can find out more at upstatefilms.org. I am also going to tell you a little bit about what's playing at TSL in Hudson, Uh, Again, they have many different things. So here's just a little taste. We have A Coffee in Berlin, Beauty and the Beast from 1946, uh, Cow, the documentary, Everything Everywhere All at Once, La Ventura, uh, Maiden, and South, Ernest Shackleton and the Endurance Expedition from 1919, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The Girl and the Spider, The Gospel According to St. Matthew, The Hitchhiker from 1953, not to be confused with the Hitcher, uh, <laughs> the Rosemaker, and the Velvet Queen. Uh, and if you would like to see the showtimes for any of those movies, you can head on over to timeandspace.org. Lovely. And last but not least, also in Hudson, I'm going to tell you about Spotlight Cinemas, otherwise known as the Eight Screen Theater on Fairview Avenue in Hudson. Um, we have, for t- tonight, but I'm assuming for the whole week, uh, Father Stew, Ambulance, Sing 2, colon, Sing Along, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, The Lost City, The Batman, Uncharted, and Morbius. And you can find out more about showtimes at spotlightcinemas.com. Couple, couple <laughs> famous movies in there that I certainly haven't heard of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man, but there's some exciting ones coming out. I'm very excited for everything everywhere all at once. Um, I'm really excited for cow though. I know it's going to make me weep. Um, Yeah. I think it's really cool that they're replaying whale rider at upstate films. That's a really beautiful movie from the early two thousands. That is really cool. Um, I don't know it. It's a coming of age story about a uh, Maori girl. Um, and it's really beautiful. It's really gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So some fun things on the horizon and another fun thing on the horizon to look forward to is if you're a fan of the highway drive-in, <gasps> it's coming back. They like to drop little hints on their Facebook. Um, and I just, I know that they are, they are coming. They're coming. So I looked the other day cause I was like, is it now? And it's like, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. It's coming, but not yet. Oh, I'm so excited for the drive-in. I'm so excited for the drive-in too. Um, and I'm sure that we'll be getting the um, Greenville drive-in back soon. In fact, mm-hmm. I just looked it up and it says that their 2022 season is starting on Saturday, May 21st. So really, oh, really soon. Amazing. Yeah. It's um, all happening. It's all happening. And if anyone's curious about the show times or what's going to happen with um drive-in 32 otherwise known as the greenville drive-in is you can go to drivein32.com to uh keep up to date with their their reopening thrilling very thrilling um jenny before we get into our theme what have you been watching lately oh boy i knew this moment was gonna come (laughs) i know i know i just couldn't (laughs) um amanda i have to confess to you i mean it's been a really long time since we've been on the air it's been been. almost a month maybe even in fact a month i think that's why again i biffed it on watching enough movies for this theme tonight is because we're out of sync out of rhythm we're really out of practice it's been a while um earlier last month i think i probably did watch a bunch of movies that were all kind of nothing is coming to mind is the thing yeah (laughs) um i can tell you Let's see. Let me just pick one. Well, you know what? I watched a movie that I think you also watched. I watched a a, a, a fresh new movie yeah. uh, nope, that I came to gonna... Hulu <laughs> about a month ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Called Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got to tell you, I was looking forward to this movie because what is it? Hey, it's a rom-com that involves cannibalism and Sebastian Stan. And if you know me at all, you know that I'm interested in cannibalism and Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Um, However, it's not a good flick. I did not enjoy the flick. No, I didn't either. This was also what I was going to talk about as well. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I have another one, but it's exciting when we get to talk about things together. Um, Yeah, because it's a new movie. It's a great one to talk about. Um, It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Uh, I I really wanted to enjoy it. It's like, it's one of those movies that starts out, it does like a, you know, a little, a twist, like. 30 minutes in where it's like, oh, is this just a typical rom-com? And it's like, oh no, it's actually a um, kidnapping, like horror movie kind of, but it's not scary and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And also it just is not, it's just not that interesting. It's really a no, shame. <laughs> it's super flat. Exactly. So to give a little um, plot description, trying to avoid spoilers since it is new, it's about a girl who I can't remember her, the character's name, the main character, but she's, you know, bummed that she's single. She's having a hard time in the dating pool. And then, you know, she's on a lot of dating apps. And then what in person, she meets this handsome, funny guy who really wants to take her out. Um, and they're having a good time. And because she has been so thirsty for romance in a relationship, she kind of trusts far too soon (laughs) and uh he is not a trustworthy individual um and is involved in a um a cannibalism ring (laughs) some kind of yeah (laughs) mysterious uh outer uh, outlier of society where they're really into eating human flesh Exactly. And a reason this movie is kind of annoying, and I am going to kind of edge on some spoilers here. So if you don't want to hear that, please um, tune out. But uh, so because this movie does reference a, a uh, cabal yeah. <laughs> of, of very, very wealthy um, people all over the world who pay a ton of money to eat um, fresh human meat from hot chicks, <laughs> uh, I, that is very exciting to me because obviously there are actual celebrities out there who do eat human meat. So uh, <laughs> like, as we so, all know, it's so obvious to me, like you, if you're that rich, you have access to anything. So it's like, yeah, of course that exists. So have I always wanted a movie to explore that? Of course. But like Jenny said, this movie felt so flat. Um, it, 
we said at work that it had real girl boss energy, <laughs> such girl boss energy. <laughs> and it really does. It really does. It's, uh, it really tries hard to be a feminist flick and it really isn't simply isn't. It's such um, a bummer. <laughs> it's such a bummer. It really isn't not gross enough to, yeah. if you're going to have, I mean, that's a very gross plot. So if you're not going to deliver with also gross visuals I'm kind of like what are you doing here at all yeah um and some, some medical stuff that I felt fi- found very questionable yes I'm not a I, doctor I really agree it has I mean it's just none of the characters have any depth none of the choices make any sense it's just a real problem the other thing I learned after I watched it that the person who directed it Mimi Cave primarily does music videos and I was like oh that makes perfect sense because this is such a like style over substance movie yeah like it's very like you know he lives in like a mid-century modern house and there's like all this like beautiful set design and everything's like very brightly colored which is cool it's like it, ha- it has like so many pieces that are almost good but then mm. it just like falls apart yep exactly it's not very fresh in my mind it's not very fresh but if you're interested in watching fresh it is on hulu and it is a fresh new movie that we don't like but (laughs) you um, might we invite you yeah we invite (laughs) you to make your own opinion um speaking of style over substance uh a new movie that i saw is x Mm -hmm. um in the theater this is a new also a new horror movie and it's directed by ty west who I've only seen one of his other movies, which was The House of the Devil, which is Mm -hmm. really, really good, though people have told me that movies in between that and this new one are also kind of fell flat. Um, X was ultimately entertaining. I'm not going to scare anyone away from seeing it. Ultimately, it was like fun to watch, but um, also really... uh, devoid of a lot of tension which would have been fun Mm. x is a movie that's um it's set in the 60s and it's about a group of porn actors who rent a cottage on a farm to shoot a porno called the farmer's daughter farmer's (laughs) daughters (laughs) and it's yeah such a fun plot and i really thought that this movie was hopefully going to just be a nice cut and dry slasher you know Mm -hmm. um with nods to Texas chainsaw and stuff like that. Um, but it really, it, it tried too hard to make, um, a lot of points about sex, um, that were just not important. And, (laughs) um, yeah, it just, uh, the, the kills weren't very thrilling. Like there wasn't a lot of good builds. Um, there's, there were a few scenes that were really exciting and I'm like, oh, why couldn't you have just pulled that into more of the movie? But, um, yeah, so it is too bad. You hate to see a movie get out of its depths when it comes to like political thought and like thesis. It's like, you don't, you don't have you can't do this. I'm so sorry. Like you just simply don't have the wherewithal. Exactly. (laughs) And like, I will say it, it, uh, the, the attempt it made was, was weak enough that like, it could have been fine if it just even had it be just weaker. Right. Um, Cause the, the owner, again, like s- slight spoilers, the owner of owners of the farm are a very aged couple. And it's, so it's about like uh, <laughs> being horny when you're old and, and, like, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it tried to it dipped a toe into trying to be serious. And I wish that it just didn't at all. Keep those Um, toes out of there. I am hoping that as the drive-in often will play a couple of like movies that came out in the preceding months when they first opened. So I am really hoping that X comes to the drive-in so I can see it there. Yeah. That's a good one for that. That's a really good one for that. This is like the, the time of this, the season where certain movies I'm waiting to see, cause I'm hoping yeah. I'll be at the drive-in like the new Spider-Man and stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's perfect for the drive. Yeah, totally. <sighs> Anything else that you've been watching lately? I watched one other also mediocre movie which I will just mention I don't even really want to talk about it that much because it doesn't bear a conversation but I watched an, another new movie that was on streaming I think Netflix I want to say uh, I watched Windfall mm. um, which is a movie about um, 
oh my God, I need to click on it so I remember what his name is. Um, a man breaks into this like very, oh, Jason Siegel. Duh. Mm-hmm. Jason Siegel breaks into this like very fancy house, which is owned by Jesse Plemons um, in order to steal stuff and they come home and catch him. Uh, yes. <laughs> and things yes. unfold from there. And it's like almost really fun. And then it just, it also, it much like these other movies that we were discussing it just falls apart like they just don't have um the script is just not very good I think is kind of the problem because it's also very stylistic like three people trapped in a house for the entirety of the movie and it's like a really cool looking house so it could be really exciting and like um you know you have a lot of constraints there but because there are constraints the script has to be really good and because the script isn't very good it just it's not that interesting such a shame yeah so that's a that's another movie the the uh the performance by jesse plemons all obviously is amazing because he's great we he's so jesse. good at being creepy <laughs> yeah um he and he's not he's not even creepy in it he's just like a rich jerk like he's a real like uh not even like Elon Musk level, but just like a, just like a wealthy uh, tech guy. And he's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great oh, at it. We love you, Jesse. We <laughs> love, love you, Jesse. You. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the only other new thing I've watched and it's also fine. <laughs> yeah, man. I, it's a real shame. A lot of these movies, especially when it comes to horror, I'm like, just keep it simple. Like, look, just look to your roots, you know, yeah. the, the movies that were amazing before you and even the ones that have something extra to say, what they're trying to say is ultimately still pretty simple, you know, mm-hmm. like just, I think that a lot, it seems like a lot of movies, they threat, they try to, they almost have so many good ideas and they're like, let's do them all. Yeah, and totally. Like, that seems like it would work, but it d- actually doesn't. You need to have <laughs> a lot of finesse to do that. Yeah, requires like an incredible amount of calculation and thoughtfulness and it's like you just simply are not gonna do that yeah (laughs) yeah oh man it's yeah it's funny I don't know I do I will say I'm curious to for when you see x um Mm -hmm. what you'll say my and the more I think about it the point they're trying to make or the points they're trying to make yeah they shouldn't they should have been even less heavy-handed even though they weren't very heavy-handed at all but they're trying to talk about sexual liberation oh, no <laughs> but um yeah my biggest gripes are just the the lack of um good tense build yeah you know? I'm still I'm excited to see it but I, you know we'll we'll have a good talk afterward <laughs> I know I can't wait to get into it with Jenny yeah <laughs> um speaking of getting into it <laughs> tonight's theme is a weird one um that I've been excited to do for a while even though I did not do it justice uh tonight's theme is save the baby <laughs> by which we mean um well I can say speak for myself by which I mean movies where they have to save that baby maybe the baby's <laughs> lost maybe it's been taken um the movies that I love that made me think of this theme are movies like Willow and Labyrinth. Um, perfect save the baby movies. <laughs> Absolutely. A baby is in peril and somebody has to, like the, the goal of the movie is to save that baby. <laughs> you got to save that baby. And now because it's a really weird theme, it's okay to bend the rules. Maybe it's you have to save the toddler. Like it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can talk about some of my faves, but I unfortunately did not watch a, enough in time. But uh, sometimes that happens, you know. Okay, I did watch three movies. Yeah. One was a rewatch. Okay. Um, I went strict. This is babies only, baby. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about other movies, um, which are the same concept, or not the same concept, but the same kind of energy as Save the Baby. Because for me, Yes, the baby is important. The baby is like the driver of the plot. However, mm-hmm. the baby is merely a parcel. The baby does not have a personality. Like in yeah. some of these movies, the baby kind of does, but like I don't need it. They don't talk. They're not, you know, it's it's more about for me, the essence of a Save the Baby movie is not dissimilar to like uh the the other genre, closely related genre of old grumpy person has to take care of a spunky child and they uh, warm each other and both change for the better because of it. Uh, But however, it's instead somebody has to 
transport or take care of a baby uh, who is otherwise unsuited to be a parent and they yeah, become I love it. better suited to parenthood through the care of this child that they have to escort to wherever it's going. Amazing. Yeah. For me, it's, it's almost like the, yeah, the baby is just a plot device. Totally. Um, it's not a character just like in labyrinth. It's really just about the baby being taken is about drawing the main character into another world or crazy antics <laughs> totally like yeah the baby is just the inciting incident the baby is not that important even though the baby is important it, it also isn't <laughs> no it like you could replace it with like a rare object or something it, totally yeah same idea <laughs> but this one but <laughs> but because also a lot of these movies are for kids and families they're going to involve a lot of like vomit and like diaper jokes <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's that's the difference that you get with a baby instead of a diamond yeah, exactly. I wouldn't um, say for the better necessarily. Jenny, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start? I am no pressure. <laughs> um, I am going to start. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to open with my worst movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, other than this, I watched two movies that are like very iconic Save the Baby movies. This one, I had heard the title before. But I didn't understand what it was until I watched it. So I watched 2007's Shoot 'em Up. Have you uh, heard of- literally never heard of that okay. in my life. <laughs> so it's <laughs> I assumed that it was a movie much like your crank, your um Lucky the Number Eleven, the transporter, <laughs> any of, any of those like any really Statham vehicles. Trashy, yeah, a trashy Statham vehicle from the mid-aughts where there's just like a lot of guns and like people are swearing at each other and there's like a million cuts per action scene yeah and the thing is is that it it isn't not one of those movies (laughs) however Uh it is also it's like it's like the okay I have to believe that it's a parody (laughs) I simply must believe that <laughs> it's a parody so of that genre because it's the most unhinged movie I've ever watched in my entire life. And I need to also be very clear. I strongly do not recommend this movie. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it almost like it's good, but please believe me when I tell you that I didn't enjoy the experience of watching it. <laughs> I love it so much. So, okay, so shoot him up. It's a movie from 2007. I can't express that enough. <laughs> the title <laughs> alone is just the worst. It stars Clive Owen. Yep. Okay. Shockingly, a year after he did the movie Children of Men, a famously yeah. incredible movie about transporting yeah. a baby. <laughs> this yeah. is a terrible movie about transporting a baby. But it's, I'm like, they did it on, they must have done it on purpose. So maybe it isn't bad. I'm like, it's really blowing it's it's make it's making things difficult for me <laughs> but yeah, so okay yeah shoot him up clive owen is like a mysterious like drifter we don't know anything about him <laughs> it opens with he's sitting outside of some weird warehouse just like minding his own business drinking a coffee and a pregnant woman runs by being chased by some sinister looking henchman and she runs inside and he like overhears her screaming and he's like, guess I better do something about this. So he goes in <laughs> to save her. He murders the man with a carrot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> by I like shoving it. the carrot in his mouth and then forcibly pushing it through the back of his skull and saying, eat your vegetables oh. in order to save the woman. <laughs> and then proceeds. This is all literally the first 30 seconds of this movie like I can't express enough how quickly you're it gets still, going so far you're not convincing me that it's a bad movie but keep going okay so <laughs> that's what I'm saying it's confusing okay so then this woman is like screaming and crying and going into labor and like tens and tens of these other gun-toting henchmen are pouring into the building and Clive Owen's like guess I'm just in this now and starts murdering them all uh-huh. while also helping this woman to deliver a baby (laughs) so he is giving like pithy monologues about how much he hates these dudes that are spilling into the building like he shoots one man in the ponytail because he hates ponytails on men I guess and then he also 
um, you know, he's just like murdering people left and right. And like all the gun shells are like bouncing off of this woman's pregnant belly while she's like in labor. It's horrible. (laughs) And then he successfully delivers the baby and he removes the umbilical cord by shooting it with his gun. Uh (laughs) And Uh then they continue. Oh my, it's just like, it's buck wild. And this is all literally the first like five minutes of this movie. (laughs) He also, the thing that made me go like, this is a comedy. was immediately afterward. He shoots the oil tank out of a car, not to blow it up, but so that he can like slip and slide under the car through the oil and then like slide through the warehouse into another building as though he's like on like a magical shoot um and yeah then it's just from there it's just a it's just carnage it's he just kills a lot of people um (laughs) it's like it's so it has to be a comedy it's definitely it's definitely a comedy like because also every single line that somebody says is like absolutely insane and like basically a action movie a trashy action movie like dialed up to 15 um and for the first 15 minutes it's it is like pretty fun because it's really gross and like and and, like pretty funny like I did a lot of like saying oh my god out loud and laughing (laughs) what is happening in this movie um however it really wears out its welcome pretty fast it's just like there's only so long you can watch a parody of an action movie before you're like what am I doing um the villain is like a truly disgusting performance by Paul Giamatti (laughs) and he does I mean he's great in it but he's like horrible to behold he says the worst possible things like (laughs) it's that's the thing is that it's yes it is a parody and the action scenes are pretty fun because they are so crazy but all of the plot pieces in between are like reprehensible (laughs) and it's like therefore pretty hard to watch like so it's basically Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti are trapped in this cat and mouse where uh Clive Owen is just taking this baby away from Paul Giamatti because the mom dies immediately of course like somebody Uh shoots her because the only because the only woman in this movie is played by Monica Bellucci and she is a she's model and she's um she plays a sex worker whose thing is uh like ba- like treating me- adult men like they're babies basically nice um, and good, so good <laughs> yeah so, so Clive Owen's like you will know how to take care of this actual baby um and it's pretty brutal uh <laughs> so shoot him up it's that's the thing is that also there's like basically no plot like it's an hour and a half it takes a it feels really long <laughs> because nothing happens except for these like horrible action scenes um and those parts I like and the rest are really rough and I tuned out about halfway through (laughs) um the thing that (laughs) I wish I had done instead of watching shoot him up which like I would say if this sounds at all interesting to you watch like the first 15 minutes on YouTube or something and like you'll understand what I'm talking about and you don't need to watch any more of it like it doesn't get more interesting as it goes on um however I was reading on the Wikipedia page about it because it's so confused me um and the director whose name I don't remember uh he made it because he was inspired by a scene from a John Woo movie called Hard Boiled which in which which is the image that I used for our post where a police officer is like in this insane like fight or whatever and he has to protect a baby through the scene but it's just the one scene of the movie and I really wish that I'd watch that instead (laughs) I know I Hard Boiled has been on my list forever because it's such a well-loved yeah um action movie I still haven't seen it which feels embarrassing but I've always wanted to see hard-boiled yeah I I decided not to because I was like oh well, there's only one scene with a baby instead of the whole movie but I really wish that I had devoted my shoot 'em up time to hard-boiled instead and let this be a lesson to us all that <laughs> we should watch <sighs> uh, we shouldn't watch the what seems like the easier movie <laughs> and instead watch the good movie yeah, I know. I um, one of the movies that I started and didn't really, I did not go into is um. So I've never been particularly drawn to like the original um King Kong or Godzilla mm-hmm. movies. I ap- so appreciate them, but um, and I love early special effects, but I'm just not drawn to them. And one of the movies on my list was a movie called Gorgo, (laughs) which is about a a reptilian creature, giant reptilian creature, much like Godzilla, who is 
taken and um you know kidnapped from the wild and then uh it's mom comes to get it and Love obviously that. mom is bigger but I started this movie and it's early 60s and I'm like I'm so I can't yeah yeah the brain <laughs> um, is smooth these days yeah exactly um wow shoot him up I'm really I've been waiting to hear about this horrible unhinged <laughs> movie that you watched I'm so so pleased it's just <laughs> wild every single scene I'm like what is happening like it's there's a scene where he tries Clive Owen. I almost called him Chive Owen. Chive Owen uh-huh. tries to leave the baby at a playground because he's like, oh, somebody will take care of this kid. But he puts it on like, you know, the circle thing that has all the bars on it and it spins. Oh, yeah. He leaves the baby on that. And a woman walks up and says, oh, my God, someone left a baby and is instantly <laughs> shot and killed. And then the baby <laughs> starts spinning on the spinny thing. And he like almost this guy. It's like really out of control. It's, a, it's an out of control movie. It also ends honest. I actually don't fully remember what the ending is because I really wasn't paying attention. But one of the final action scenes is um, Clive Owen does jump out of a plane and um there is a mid-air battle but it looks terrible (laughs) i was hoping that you were gonna say a mid-air baby catch no i don't i can't remember but i don't think the baby is with him when he's in mid-air i think he left the baby with monica bellucci for that scene um it's yeah this the baby in this movie is even less of a character than in any of the other ones like this baby is basically a doll a hundred percent of the time oh man yeah it's sometimes brutal. you just sometimes our themes lead us to movies that are just dookie <laughs> you yeah, sometimes you really strike out I mean I'm glad the thing I was thinking about this because I was like do I even want to talk about it but I always have the most to say about the worst movies so it's like you know also I want to hear I want a a picture of the whole landscape of what you watch yeah it's um not recommended there (laughs) yeah it's there's just a lot of there's a lot about it that's funny and there's a lot about it that's incredibly misogynistic and you're like okay okay (laughs) pretty brutal Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Wow. I, yeah, I basically what I can do to tell you about what I watched is, um, just recommend (laughs) movies that I love, but the only movie that I had not seen before that I watched and unfortunately did not finish. And it kind of breaks the save the baby mold because it, it just isn't the ideal save the baby movie and the baby's also like four, (laughs) Um, but I watched, I I'm almost finished with a movie from 1965 called bunny Lake is missing. Um, and it stars, hold on. It stars, um, Lawrence Olivier and, uh, Carol Lindley. And it's about an American woman who's a single mom who's just moved to England with her brother. Um, and, it, the, the movie starts right away with her dropping her daughter off to her new school. Um, and we never see the daughter. We just see her after she's dropped her off and she's talking to um, the administrators at the school about it. And, um, you know, she goes and starts unpacking at her new apartment and the landlord comes in and he's super duper creepy. Um, and when she goes to pick up her daughter, her daughter's nowhere to be found. And the more that her and her brother and then Lawrence Olivier is the investigator, the more they get involved in looking for this girl, uh, Bunny Lake is the daughter. Um, the more it seems like maybe she never existed at all. Ooh. And things are uncovered about um, Carol and Lee's character and the mother Um things are uncovered about her character that are a little suspect. Um, and I know that the movie with Jodie Foster flight plan is based on this oh my <laughs> which God. Is the same kind of idea. Uh, you know, people, uh, a child going missing and then people questioning the mother as to whether the child existed at all. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, it's really, really good so far. It's, it looks great. Um, and I'm very intrigued. It's really wastes no time at all. It's not slow. Um, and I haven't gotten to it yet, but there's an appearance apparently by the band of the zombies. Oh, that's so fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, the, 
uh, Bunny Lake is Missing is not streaming um, for free anywhere. So you have to rent it. Um, but I'm looking forward to finishing it. I know it's not a proper baby, but, um, and maybe the baby's not there at all. But uh, we'll see. Open to interpretation, buddy, you know? Exactly. Um, I will tell you, I know that, I mean, maybe you watched it. I don't know, but um, maybe my favorite Save the Baby movie is Willow from 1998. Uh, yes, yes. Get out of I watched Willow. Oh my God, let's talk about Willow. It's so good. <laughs> I, I loved it. It's so good. I didn't realize until looking it up before the show that it's I, I mean, I must have known at some point, but it's directed by Ron Howard and written mm-hmm. by George Lucas. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I, oh, I, the all stars are here. <laughs> I watched it and I was immediately like, oh, that's why Amanda loves this movie, because it's like Star Wars. It's a Star Wars created Lord of the Rings. <laughs> like, yeah. Has, yeah, it just has like very much your flavor. It's so fun. And it, it is Willow that has the the witch that's been turned into a squirrel, right? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's so cute. cute. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. It's so charming. Willow is the name of the main character who, um, is like lives in a community much like the hobbits in the Lord of the Rings and they find a human baby and Willow's wife is like, you got to return this baby. You got to find where this baby came from and bring it back. And, um, Along the way, they meet actually a really sexy Val Kilmer um, <laughs> and have an incredible adventure. It's so cute. And uh, Willow is played by Warwick Davis, and he's so cute in it. It's really, it's a really fun movie. Um, I really enjoy it. I mean, I obviously, obviously I knew it was a Ron Howard, George Lucas picture immediately because their names came up, but also just mm. like there's so many really beautiful painted backdrops in it, which really reminded me of like Star Wars. And it just had, yeah, it's just like really beautiful. It's a really beautifully made movie. Like even some of the CGI is like a little futzy because it's, you know, from the 80s. Um, like there are char- there are brownies in it, like characters, like little fairies. And they yeah. are tiny people. They're, I mean, they're just regular people who are. <laughs> made to look very small. To look very small. And it doesn't always look amazing, but it's <laughs> really cute. And I just love, yeah, like. There's so many fun practical effects in it. There are these weird like dog-like creatures that are really um, awful who, so at the very beginning of the movie, the baby, whose name I don't remember. I don't even know I if know, she I has don't a either. name. Because um, no, nobody knows her name. Yeah, she's a foundling. She's a so. foundling. So, well, so she's born in this castle where the queen can't have children and she is like trying to collect up all the babies that anybody is capable of having to like, it's really unclear why, but she wants to kill them. She's a bad <laughs> queen. She's, She's a bad, a bad queen. queen. She can't have a baby, so nobody else can have a baby either. Yeah, it's so, like the last unicorn. Get yeah, rid so, of them all. <laughs> exactly. So a woman has a baby, and um, a different, a, a, like an old woman who's helping her brushes the, the baby of Willow out yeah. into the world to try and help her escape. Um, and as she comes to a river crossing, these big creatures come and she has to like send the baby down the river, much like Moses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> she's like torn to shreds by these creatures. But what's really fun is they're just like dogs with big costumes on. <laughs> and you can tell, but they still look really good. And it's also, yeah. it was really fun to like, I don't know. It's like, you don't really see, not to be like violence is good, but like <laughs> kids movies these days are pretty like sterile or at least they're really scrubbed clean like they're really really scrubbed clean yeah like in general you don't really see a lot of I mean there's conflict but it's very minimal and I do just love that like kids and family movies from like the 80s and earlier often have a lot of darkness to them which I think is really healthy really interesting um (laughs) agree because it 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 recognizes that um children can handle that you know it's okay to get scared by a movie it's okay (laughs) yeah I think that uh I think it's good to treat kids with some maturity and I just feel like Willow has a lot of all of that uh and it's just really fun it's really cute Val Kilmer has um a couple of like little side plot moments with a couple characters that are like pretty fun like everybody is in love with Val Kilmer and wants to kiss him and that I really enjoyed (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
and Willow is like the cho- I would say I will say Willow is an exception to my personal um theory of the save the baby movie which is like that it's a person who is uh unfit to be a parent learning how to be a parent because yeah. Willow is already a dad and he's a great dad yeah yeah exactly <laughs> his family it is extremely charming yeah for him um, it's more about like um being confident in his because he's also he's like a sorcerer but he's he's you know he's only doing tricks at first so he needs to like get confidence and uh it's like very much like a chosen hero's journey where it's like he has to he has to come into his own and 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 realize that he is strong and powerful Um, uh he doesn't have to learn how to parrot (laughs) yeah it's it's um you know it's really refreshing to watch movies from that time too because they just they don't make them like they used to and there's a lot of I mean I definitely get a lot of cravings for that era of family adventure movie totally you know, so there's something extremely comforting. It's like a bowl of soup. Of yeah, a movie. it was so nice. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, <sighs> yeah, it was just like, it's just really fun. There's also, oh, there's also a really creepy, sorry, to go back to kids' movies not being creepy enough. There's a scene where they're um, at the castle or so. I don't remember exactly how they get there. There's like a castle and Willow is trying to protect the baby and there's this these creepy trolls are like climbing up all over the castle and they're very scary looking and then he um tries to cast a spell on one but instead it turns it into like this big gross dragon and the transformation (gasps) sequence is so scary (laughs) and it's like it's all practical until he's like you know the monster becomes obviously like on a green screen but it looks so good and it's really creepy and I was like oh I can't believe Willow would scare me like this. I know. Well, like, oh, it's, it is refreshing. You think about like another one of my favorite, um, amazing practical effect kids movies is the witches. Yeah. It's so scary. So scary. (laughs) And the girl in the painting. Yeah. The girl in the painting and the trans, like speaking of like, like special effects transitions, like one of the creepiest of all time you know, when he's like the, they're changing the kids into the mouse or even when Angelica Houston takes off her costume and the way the witches look is so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Bring back puppets. (laughs) I know. And also bring back, yeah. Dark, like scary movies for kids. Like it's okay. If you're, if your kid, um, gets scared after it's okay. It's, I think it's healthy it's to be a little scared after a movie. <laughs> I think it is too. And of course, I, I'm not a parent. So I know that it might feel really differently than when you're the one dealing with the nightmares that are coming and all <laughs> yeah. that. But I mean, I mean, I was a really, I got scared all the time as a kid, but I loved scary movies. And yeah, Same. after the movie was over and when it was time to turn off the lights and go to bed, it was, that was scary. But um it was still a joy to take in those stories. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's true. Nobody is waking me up at four in the morning because they're scared. But, you know, I was the scared kid just lying paralyzed in my bed for hours after. Yeah, <laughs> after it's dark. fine. I'm fine now. <laughs> I'm fine now. We're very normal, as you can tell. Yeah. I, we made it out great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if they even make any kids movies that have terror in them (laughs) I'm sure they're out there and we're just not seeing them but it is it's there's a it's a really special era especially the like 70s and 80s but like the 80s like all the Amblin and the George Lucas movies are like so such good like family stuff love it they're so good they're so good yeah um yeah I'm so glad you watched Willow yeah that's Willow it's streaming on Disney plus if you uh if you have (sighs) access to that which is delightful (laughs) Um, Jenny, anything else? I watched one other movie, which was a rewatch, because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it since I too was a baby. Um, I rewatched Three Men and a Baby, which slaps. It's so it fun. slaps. I'm so I glad mean, to know. Slaps is maybe too strong a word, but I, it was a delight to rewatch it because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Um, it's a Leonard Nimoy movie, which I forgot which I love. He has not directed that many movies. It's pretty much Star Trek four and <laughs> three men and a baby. Uh, but it really feels like it has his fingerprints on it. Cause it's like, so three men and a baby, if you haven't seen it, it's from 1987, uh, the year before Willow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it is about three bachelors who live in a beautiful apartment in New York city. Um, 
played by Ted Danson, Steve Gutenberg, and um, oh my god, Tom Selleck, and the yeah. three of them all look really cute. Even Steve Gutenberg, who's not my flavor. <laughs> he can be cute, though. He can be cute, though. He's definitely cute in Three Men and a Baby. All three of them nice. are really cute in it. Nice. Um, but the three of them are all kind of, like, they're a little, like, catty. Like, none of them can hold down a girlfriend because they're all kind of ladies' men. Um, but they live in this, like, beautiful apartment that they've all made together. Like, Ted Danson is an actor. Um, Steve Gutenberg is an artist. So he's done all these, like, beautiful murals over the whole apartment and um Tom Selleck is an architect so he like designed everything and it is like truly an enviable living space like you should just look up pictures of the apartment if you have no interest in watching the movie um but one day uh um what's oh my god Ted Danson is away on a film shoot in Turkey and a baby is dropped off outside of the building with a note that says like, this is, this is my child with you, Ted Danson. Um, I can't take care of her anymore. I need you to do it. And so Tom Selleck and Steve Gutenberg have to very quickly learn how to be dads. Um, yes. And they're, they are ill suited to it. <laughs> um, and it's really fun and really cute. And then it also turns out that uh, another package is left at their apartment, but this one is full of drugs and they're suddenly pulled into a, little mis, uh, mistaken identity caper where a bunch of drug dealers are now like, why are you trying to hand me a baby? I want the drugs that are in your apartment. Um, and it becomes like a little bit of like a crime thriller. Nice. So the baby, the baby is in danger, but like not quite in the same way. <laughs> and you, you kind of need, um, unfortunately, I mean, there are movies where um, just everything is nice and nothing mm-hmm. bad happens, but you kind of do need something thrown in there. Cause otherwise I'm like, Oh, three guys, they're friends and they take it, care of a baby and they learn. It would be very boring. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the crime part's really fun. It's really funny. Uh, it's very, it's like a, such a cute movie, but again, also like very much a family movie that's actually for adults. Like there's a lot of jokes about how horny these dudes are. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Like like none of, <laughs> there's just, it's, they're so charming, especially, I can't remember who the actress is, but um, Tom Selleck has like a semi-steady girlfriend, but like they both date other people because he's bad at commitment. Um, and the two of them have like a really charming relationship. It's, it's actually like a very, that's why it feels like a Leonard Nimoy movie because it feels like a very like kid-friendly movie that's actually just for adults like it's for like arty adults like they have like the one of the opening scenes is uh Tom Selleck's birthday and they have a big party and it's like all their New York like cool art friends come over it's just like yeah it just it's so fun it's such a cute movie I don't know how I've gotten this far in life first of all without seeing it but also without hearing anything about it yeah. I had no idea what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it the other morning and Josh came upstairs and he was like, I, s- I think I may have seen this movie more than any other movie. Because when he was a kid, it was just on TV all the time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I was like, that's oh. a really funny thing about you. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Yeah. Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. It's pretty cute. It's also streaming on Disney Plus right now. If you need just like a little lighthearted entertainment. Um, <sighs> very charming. Like a great thing to just like toss on when you're like hanging out and you need something in the background wow hell yeah it's a sun up movie like it's a daytime movie you can't watch okay. when the sun's down okay you know? good to know because those <laughs> that are also sense? hard to, no it does <laughs> for me amanda it does make sense yeah um because those are kind of hard to come by too when i watch tv during the day sometimes i don't feel very good about it and so i watch documentaries but sometimes totally. you want to watch something pretend Three Men and a Baby is like a totally like if you watch it after dark it doesn't feel right but if you watch it during the daytime you're like this is exactly it's like a Sunday afternoon movie yeah you're like I'm home from school exactly feel so good yeah yeah yes but yeah that's Three Men and a Baby very cute very charming the baby is only briefly in peril but she's pretty cute yeah nice it's fun all right, I'm going to tell you about one other movie that I have seen before. I did not rewatch in time for this, but, and I, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but another echelon of Save the Baby is Changelings yes. and Fairies. Yes. What, by which I mean, Jenny, you know, but for the <laughs> listening audience, the in folklore, in, in European folklore, and many others, but, um, there's often creatures from another realm that will switch your human baby with their scary baby um, because they want to raise up your human baby as their own. 
Um, and so I, I wanted to find more changeling movies and I did, but I didn't watch them. But one I have seen is a movie called the hallow from 2015. And, um, again, not a perfect movie. It's directed by someone named Corin Hardy, who went on to direct the nun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I have not seen. Um, but it's about a couple who go to a remote farming village in Ireland and uh, long story short, their baby does get taken. And before that happens, they come across kind of a grumpy neighbor who's like, Ugh, like young, young city people are like coming into the country, or at least they, they chalk up his bad attitude toward them to that. Um, but it turns out that he has been trying to warn them, warn them about the hallow, which is the term used for the fairies, banshees, and baby stealers in the woods. Um, and he has had his own experience with a child being snatched. Um, and yes, they're the young couple, their baby does get snatched and they try to team up with this guy to, uh, save that baby. Save and that baby. again, it's mostly, I think I mostly liked it because I really love that subject matter. Um, and I'm excited to rewatch it. Nice dude. Yeah. I don't know why when you, when you first started talking about it, I assumed it was a movie from like the seventies just in my dreams but then <laughs> once you said it was the same director as the nun it really transported it in time for me <laughs> yeah it would probably be better if it was from the 70s yeah um, you know and I'm sure out there there are some good um baby snatch and changeling movies um from the 70s 80s 60s yeah totally uh, I just need to do some deeper research than I committed to we'll find them show. We'll exactly. do a changeling episode sometime, probably, because that is specific enough, I think. And that baby does not often get saved. No, no, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was certainly they they gave it the old college try. They really tried to save that baby. <laughs> They're doing their best. Um, <sighs> it's fun. About... They're fun movies. Exactly. That's about all the time we have. I mean, I there's some other great save the baby movies like raising arizona city of lost children was recommended when we did a poll on our instagram and that's a great one for this theme that's a lot of babies to save (laughs) i've never seen it i almost watched it and then i was i just didn't yeah the brain is much too smooth these days so i i didn't sit down for it yeah i mean big big recommend for those other two very well fitting uh, save the baby movies totally uh yeah so this is dim the lights with jenny and amanda you can find us on instagram at dim the lights with jenny and amanda we would love to hear from you you can recommend more themes you can slide into our dms to tell us any old thing and that's where we update what our next themes are yeah it's a it's a fun time hang out there send us some messages uh i mean that's pretty much it for us we're here yeah, exactly. every second and fourth Tuesday of the month from 7 to 8 here on WGXC 90.7 FM. Exactly, which is now entirely solar powered. Yes, the panels are up and they are working. We are a sun-powered radio station. So That's thrilling. Exciting. It's so exciting. We are so excited to be a part of such a wonderful station. I know it's not the pledge drive, but if you wanted to donate to WGXC, you could just go to WGXC.org slash donate because uh we need your money yeah (laughs) give it to us um Uh, but yeah oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say um did you have a hard time googling movies for this because every time you tried to google it the story about the baby in the well would pop up I did not get the story about the baby in the well oh oh, you don't know baby Jessica no (laughs) what are you talking about you know the classic baby that fell down the well and they had to rescue the baby in the well is that what is that what Lassie is doing when Timmy fell down the well? No, no is that, it's like a real thing that happened. What? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah no, I, I mean, I, oh, girl. I Googled, <laughs> I Googled it repeatedly and did not ever receive this news story. I just got wow. like, movies for babies, Boss Baby 2. And I was like, it's not wow. what I want. I got entirely, um, yeah, because there's also a Lifetime movie about it. There's a oh, Lifetime movie sense. about it. 
Uh, so it was all when I, anything like movies where they rescue a baby movies where they have to save a baby. It was like, maybe I got one result that was like IMDB list where it's tagged to save a baby. Wow. I really failed in all respects. I like could not find a single list to help me. That's why I watched movies that people recommended. Cause I was like, I just don't know what to do here. I found, um, nothing either. (laughs) It was hard. It was a it was a fruitless search. We were just really, really grasping. <laughs> uh, all right, we will see you uh, next next Tuesday. That's April twenty sixth. 